And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. All right, everyone, welcome to a midweek edition of Weighing In with Josh Thompson, Podcast Dave, and me, Big John. You can catch us on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all those other podcasting platforms. We are here for you. We hope that you enjoy what we're doing. If you do, give us that thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up. If you have a friend that hasn't heard us, tell them to listen to us. Make them hit the subscribe because we are building, we are growing, and soon we are taking over the world of MMA. What's up, Josh Thompson? I really like where you went with that. You like that. Okay. Like also, it. we do have t-shirts. You can go yes. to prowrestlingtees.com, go backslash weighing in. That'll propel you right into where our shirts are at right now. 20% off if you use the code underdog, which is what jo Josh is normally an underdog <laughs> when he's facing off against me, but that's okay because he, he wins a lot of them. What's happening, brother? I can barely hear you. Pull your mic a little bit closer. Oh, there man, you how's go. that? Is that See, deeper and you gotta better? Teach the, you got to teach the old people, old dogs, new tricks. Well, you know, old guys, things start to, to, to Droop sag. a little, sag and that's droop it. a little bit. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's get into some stuff that's going on right now. John Jones relinquishes his belt. It light he heavyweight. let it go. Yeah, he let it go. But he did announce that they are under contract negotiations for him to fight at heavyweight. I really think that's probably the only way he was going to make more money. Just like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and let this title go. I can go ahead and retire, or I'd like to try my bid at heavyweight, but I want a different contract. I can I can see that was a smart move on his part. If that, if that's what he wanted was more money, I think what they want to stop from what's going on is they want to stop fighters from bouncing from weight class to weight class and holding up divisions. And I think with John getting a little bit older, they don't really want to have him holding up two divisions. They went, they kind of did that a little bit with DC. And I think it just kind of held things up a little bit too much. And I, John isn't, John isn't DC. You know what I mean? Like John DC tends to stay out of trouble and is always active to try and fight. John <laughs> chooses sometimes not to. I got to tell you though, John, I don't know John's if he's been new, doing good lately. He's been doing great lately. He's, yep, he's got good a, for him. He's got a new PR guy or whatever it is, oh, but no. he's got it going right now. And I got to tell you, uh, I know all the other stuff that I've said about him. It's good to see that he's making some some choices that they're going to better benefit his career. It seems like I like that he decided to relinquish the title and now try to fight a heavyweight. I think he's got a great chance of being the champ there, and it's going to be hard. Honestly, it's hard for me to stamp him as being the goat. He has all the all the tools of doing that. Just because of the past. That's it. That's the only reason why. I never have never have doubted him as an athlete. Never doubted him as a great fighter, a phenomenal fighter. But I think hopefully him going up to, to heavyweight will re-spark the old John Jones that we used to see. The spinning back elbows, the spinning kicks, the up elbows, the little things that were creative that made him who he was. I want to see some of that because you're going to need some of that when he fights someone like Francis Ngannou. Oh. Yeah. John's gonna John's gonna be up there and get hit one time. He's go, what the hell was I thinking, yeah. man? <laughs> Jesus. Nah, you know there is gonna be a difference, but John's a big guy, anyways, and he's gonna do great at heavyweight. And I, you know, look at I, I've said things about John in the past where I was tired of him, tired of you know, all the crap he's doing. He's been doing fantastic. I appreciate the fact that he's been uh, doing things for other people in his community, 
That's what we're talking about. That's what champions inside and outside of the ring, that's what they do. And uh, uh, just stay with what you're doing, John, and the best of luck in the heavyweight division. I think there's some great matchups there for him. Really. I mean, if you're a heavyweight and you're looking and, you know, be it, you know, I'm, I'm trying to guess what the top five is going to be, but you got to figure Curtis Blades is in there and Francis Ngannou. Derek Maybe, Lewis. Uh, yeah, Derek Lewis and Rosenstrike is right there, but none of them are going, oh, that's the guy I want to fight right now. Because no. no, you know, John is a unique individual with a ton of talent. Yeah. And he is difficult to fight because his fight IQ is just outstanding. Right. You can see him break things down in the middle of the fights, change what he's doing. He is incredibly smart when he's in the cage. So that's not a guy that anyone in the heavyweight division is happy to see coming. Why do you think he was, why do you think he decided just like, hey, you know what? I want to just get rid of the title at 205 and see what's going on at heavyweight. Why? I mean, why? You know, I don't know if it was all him. I think it's a matter of almost what you're saying. You know, any any promotion looks at having a guy that's got two titles. It's not easy on the promotion no. because championship fights are easier to sell. And if you have a guy that's a multi-division champion, you can't have as many championship fights because he's fighting in one division while the other one's on hold. And then he goes to that division and the other one's on hold. So... It's always tough on the promotion, so I can understand why the UFC is like, you know, we've done that, and we really don't really want to do it again. We've done it a couple of times, and it's great to have, but it doesn't really work for us. Yeah. And so I think, you know, they, along with John, John had to get out of that uh, scenario of saying, well, I'll, you know, I'll just sit here and hold on to my light heavyweight belt, and I'll go up to, chat, you know, to heavyweights and do something. And I think they were like, eh, you know, that's not really what we want right now. And you've got to you got to look at your promoter, and you got you have to work together. And I think this is them working together. And John saying, you know what? Let Dominic Reyes and let you know Jan let them fight for the light heavyweight title. I'll go up to heavyweight. Maybe someday he'll come back down to prove that he's the best there still. But I think him going to heavyweight is going to actually rejuvenate him, energize him, make him to where he's got something that he's not the target, there's a target out there for him to shoot for. That's always a big thing. Did they announce that it's Peter Yawn? Or not Peter Yawn, but... Uh, what? That's, a, that's an entirely different yeah, way. Yeah, sorry. Did Don, they, did they announce... Blockowitz? Blockowitz. Block, block, yeah. Blockowitz. Did they announce... Yeah, did they announce that it was him and... Uh, yes, they have. They did. So they that, that, that'll so be They fight. announced that that fight... Is going they on. They didn't say anything about title, Yeah, but that might be coming. That's what I'll, I just murdered both those guys' names. Sorry. <laughs> I was Dominic Reyes, right? Dominic Reyes. Why, why am I drawing a blank right now? He, he also just announced that he signed a new contract with the UFC. Do you think I was who did Dominic Reyes? I mean, th th that's always key. Like, that's always part of hey, we've got him locked down now. So we're yeah. okay with him fighting for the title, knowing that we have him locked down. Now it depends yeah. on the other guy. On P I've got on him for six fights. This yeah. would be the first fight on that six. That's a good thing. And him. every time he defends a title, if he does win it, it extends his fight, his contract, another two or three fights. I want to say. Fight. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it's good for, for me, I feel like with the John Jones situation, I think it's good for him to go to, to heavyweight. It challenges. But the one thing that I think that you people need to take into consideration outside of Stipe, none of those guys have wrestling. John Jones can wrestle. Curtis blades. 
Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even First place got good wrestling. I'm drawing a blank on these guys. What's going <laughs> on, man? Get it together, Josh. Uh, Come on, buddy. Uh, man, late, you're right. Man. You're late right. Night. You're right. You're right. Curtis Blades has the wrestling to, you know, to kind of get in there, but he doesn't have the striking of John Jones. Uh, you know, and uh Curtis Blades doesn't have the wrestling that DC had. And DC didn't have as much success. But Curtis Blades is also a bigger body. He's a bigger body than DC. So the two of them, like, you know, fighting someone who is long and lanky and can wrestle, you know, that does play a factor. But I think John, he's, you're going to see a different side of John in heavyweight because he's going to have to wrestle. Why take those chances against someone like Francis Ngannou or Rosenstrike or Derek Lewis, who, man, he's got dogs. I mean, like we saw what Derek Lewis got now, the what, the most knockouts in heavyweight history, I think after his yep. last fight. I mean, and then he looked like he was in phenomenal shape his last fight. Didn't really look like he was getting tired. He just has no grappling whatsoever. But he's he's gotten better. <laughs> Dude, he's got brute strength, man. Man, he just just lifted up what's his name and threw him off of him in Dude, last did fight. Did you see him throw? He just goes, Woof, yep, and just tosses Alexa. The only time I ever saw another guy do that was Alistair Overeem when he was Ubering. <laughs> Ubering. Okay, I, I mean, and he was he was eating a lot of horse meat. Yeah, a lot of horse meat. A couple horses at and a he, time. He. He fought Brett Rogers, and I was doing that. And he took Brett Rogers, gets in a clinch, and he just goes fling. And Brett Rogers looked like a frisbee zinging <laughs> down across the ground. I was like, "Oh my god, just incredible!" But that—that that was what Derek Lewis did in that fight. So he's strong, man. I think the wrestling will be a factor for John Jones um, as long as he utilizes it, which I think he will. He's got the reach on majority of these guys. Um, he's got the height. I think he will. I don't know how tall Francis Ngannou is, but I would imagine John's about probably, six five. Yeah, so they're close. Nope. They're close, right? They're close. Yeah, because yeah. John's what six five, six six, six four, six four. Okay, so yeah. yeah, they're close in that area, and the power I think in that fight will go to Francis. I think obviously. Oh yeah, but that side kick to the thigh, that side kick to the body, the push kick up the gut, the toe kick to the gut—all those things are going to play a huge factor on slowing Ngannou down and making him wrestle. You know, and all the little tricks and the speed that Angano's fast, the explosive is all hell. But John's got the just little things up his sleeves, man. I mean, he's I, I think I think this makes for excitement. And the reason why I think this also excites a lot of things is there's that little that little wrench I want to throw in there is Anthony Johnson just entered back into the USADA program. And so he's gonna be perfectly put right in there at the right time when John is gone. At the heavyweight division, which spices back up that heavyweight division, because right now I got to tell you, the heavyweight division is kind of, eh, you know, I mean, like, I, I, it's just, it's, there's not, there's, you have, you you have the revolving guys, the, the top four guys, top five guys, they're there. Those are the guys. And the 205 pound division, you've got all new fresh meat that, that Anthony Johnson had never really faced. You know, yeah. back then it was, you know, it was DC, it was Gus, it was, you know, uh, I think Bader, you know, so they, those, the, those guys are all they're gone. Glover Teixeira. Yeah, Glover Teixeira. Those guys are gone now. You've got AJ. Now you've got Santos and AJ. Oh, that would be great. You've got, you know, uh, what, Reyes. You've got Reyes and AJ. You've got Jan and AJ. I mean, you've got guys that got some power. And I'd love to see. And then not a, not a, not a lot of wrestlers in there. And that's always been AJ's little bit of weaknesses. He's got wrestling. But when he gets put on bottom, he doesn't have the ability to get up off the off of his back as well. He does sometimes, but not against top wrestlers. Not a lot of top wrestlers in that game right now. Guys with good striking, guys that will stand with him, guys that will trade with him. No one wants to trade with him. Nobody wants. No one to wants to stand and trade with. Shouldn't AJ. want to. Shouldn't want to. But I think I, they don't. I don't know if they have another option. 
You know, they don't have the wrestling to take him down. I mean, they they got a little bit of the size. Der, uh, Reyes does. He's got the size on him. But I don't think he's got the wrestling to take him down. You look like you have something to say. Uh, no, no I, I, I kind of agree with you. Dom Reyes is a different athlete. Yeah. And he's he's the one guy that I look at and go, that's a problem for AJ. The, the stand-up, he's very long, similar to, you know, John Jones. And man, he's got pop. He can hit too. And he's he's very elusive in sliding by shots. He never gets hit with that big heavy shot. So that that's that would be an incredible matchup. If you took AJ and, and Dominic Reyes and put them together, that would be a fight I would pay money for. But you have to remember that they also the one thing that AJ, not just the power, is the speed. He's so fast. And people have talked about that fought him like, holy shit. Like, you don't think a guy at 205 or 185 or, you know, it, it, it could, could or, 170 or, yeah, 185 170 or 185 or 185 or heavyweight. Yeah, a guy that could be that. He's them. fought all of them. And the guy that could be that fast, even when it, like, he was at 170, man, he was fast. Then he went up to 85 and he was still fast. Then he went to 205, was, or he went to heavyweight first. Then he was fast there when he fought in the PFL. Was it World Series of Fighting at the time? You know, he's fast well, there. And then he came down to 205 and settled in there and had a run. It was fast there. And everyone, everyone talked about how fast he was, you know, and not to mention with the power and the speed kills, which gets him there faster. You saw it against Gus. He closed that distance real well. He touched Gus a couple of times and the fight was done. Um, I think he'll be, he's, he's going to be faster than, than Dom Reyes. And so he's, it's, I, I'm a little bit of a homer with AJ because I, he's, I, he's also getting older. He is. He okay, is. just remember, Dom Reyes is young. Yeah, but how old? <laughs> what age is what? 34, 35? Uh, I want to say he's 35 going on 36. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Dave, down. what is he? I'm getting you can both be wrong. Right the second. Josh's Wi-Fi, you know. Uh, he's 36. 36. Yeah, yeah, I guess around that age. Yeah. I'm interested to see what he made because I remember him saying, like, if I come back, it'll have to be for a million dollars. I'm interested to see what he's making. That's impressive. I mean, like I don't worry about I don't worry about what he's making as long yeah. as he's happy with it. Yeah, I'm sure he is. That's I'm sure the whole is. thing. He's if you're uh, happy with it. I'm happy for you. I, and the fact that John's out of there now, I mean, I would have always loved to have seen that fight happen, him and John. Um, I would have leaned probably more towards John winning the fight just because of the wrestling, the the length and the reach, um, and the trickiness of a uh, of John with the sidekick to the thigh and the and those type of things. But it just it opens everything up. It gets me a little bit more excited about that hundred, that two hundred five pound, hundred five pound division. <laughs> I almost said hundred five pound division. Well, the, you're going out of weight. It's okay. The, the two hundred five pound division because there's such a mix of guys that we haven't seen fight yet. I think AJ beats Anthony Smith. I think AJ he's already beaten Glover. I think AJ beats. Uh, I, I'd love to see him and Santos. I can't say who would win that fight because it really comes down to whoever touches whose chin first potentially. Uh, I no, think, I, I all day long. I hate you to do. say it. I, I like Santos, but that's a bad matchup for him. Yeah, he just fights it, wild, and you just don't know what yeah, can happen in those exchanges. He's very open in a yeah. lot of those exchanges. When you have power like AJ, yeah. it doesn't take a perfectly placed shot. It just takes a shot that lands. Yeah, I so. guess. Yeah, you you're, you seem to be riding on, on Dom Reyes pretty hard. Well, the, the, he's the one guy I agree with you. I think that AJ going back into the light heavyweight division, I always thought he was going to come back and be a heavyweight because he was so big. Yeah. You massive. know, but if he's going back into light heavyweight, 
I look at all the matchups and there's one guy that I look and say, he matches up well with AJ and that's Dom Reyes. You know, and I could be wrong, but I honestly think that would be the toughest fight for him by far. Well, we're going to see if Dom's got a chin. We're going to find that out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like. You know, I like to see that. So yeah, that flavors, I think what that does is that really just flavors up the heavyweight division because they're, they're lacking the spark right now. Um, DC retiring, Stipe, um, you know, will potentially defend, I think, coming up against, against Ng Ganu. Um, that's going to lock up the heavyweight uh, title for a little bit. That next fight, I would imagine, I think UFC said that that's next for Ngannou, which is should fair, be. which is fair. It should be. Yeah, and, and it's then, a good rematch. And then you've got AJ. I could see them putting AJ and Derek Lewis together first to see which one, which guy oh. has. Yes, I can see that fight happening because AJ is not going to wrestle him. You know, he may, he yeah, may but AJ, I thought you may. said AJ's going to Oh, sorry, go heavyweight, heavyweight. I was thinking, oh sorry, my, my bad. God, you're confusing I'm me confusing, now. confusing, yeah. But yeah, I would like to see that fight though too, <laughs> obviously. Uh, yeah. I, I like the fact that Derek is going down in weight though. Yes. And he said, he goes, he says, I, I'm not fighting until I'm 200. He said either what, 255 or 250 pounds. I was like, damn. Because I mean, he used to cut a lot of weight to make 265. Did he really? He, Oh my God, he was at least two eighty five to two ninety. Jeez, man, he's a big dude. That's crazy. He's thick. Yeah, man. he just he reminds me of like just a big old teddy bear. <laughs> oh, he's dude. He's the greatest guy, man. Ooh. In the back, he's sitting there, and you know, you go. I I would go in the back to talk to him, you know, about rules and stuff. And he says, Johnny, he goes, you know where I get some ribs? Because goddamn, I'm hungry right now. <laughs> like, he's no, hilarious. I got no idea where there's ribs here, dude. Were you were you around when Kevin Randleman uh before he fought in Pride? I want to say it was the Pride in Vegas. Yeah, I think I was around before Kevin Randleman. No, no, I know, but I know what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying when Kevin when Kevin ate that whole bucket oh. of fried chicken right before he fought. Oh, how many times have I had I had eating stories with Kevin Randleman? Yeah. Come on, how about the time that he ate with the very first fight that the UFC did? at the Mohegan Sun was UFC 35. Mm -hmm. And Kevin Randleman, we, we weren't staying at the Mohegan Sun. We were stay, staying at a hotel that was off of the casino grounds because at the time they didn't have their hotel done. But the, the hotel, I think it was a Marriott that we were staying at. The Hyatt that's right next door? The Hyatt. The Hyatt. That was the, the Hyatt. Hyatt. Yeah. And dude, he ate something there and he got sick and Kevin was wanting to kill someone because he's going, you sons of bitches poisoned me. Mark Holman's <laughs> trying to take care of him. Man. Oh, no. He was sick because he fought, I think it was Babalu that, on that fight card. And trust me, Kevin was not feeling well. It was a bad, bad situation. You know, he, he fought sick. And uh, he was wanting to kill someone for poisoning him. I so, hear all those I've heard tons of those stories from Japan. You know, Dan Henderson has a bunch, oh, of, um, bunch of other guys. I mean, Randleman we, has I, a couple I, of those. I from Dan. tell guys all the, you tell guys, don't eat the bendo box. Yep. Don't eat the sushi they bring you. Nope. Don't yeah, do it's it. It's true. Yeah, they, what oh. they do is they have a big platter of all the guest fighters that are there, the ones that they pretty much want to lose. And there's a big thing yep. of food there. And I was like, nope. Oh touch it nope and I it's just, hard because it really looks good well no it's hard because fucking like every time i and fought they there they're all they had you there all long. day long you go there to the venue at like 10 a.m you don't get done until fucking midnight one o'clock in the morning there yep. yeah that was horrible man both three times i fought there two times i got there at 10 a.m did and i was the co-main event on both fights 
fucking didn't get done fighting until like almost 12 31 o'clock in the morning on new year's eve horrible they're either gonna starve you or poison you yeah, one yeah. of the two <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for what they were paying me, I didn't give a shit what they did. That's to me. it, man. That's <laughs> that's they, they pay you good, though. That's how they get you. Oh shit. Uh, what else, buddy? What else? I know we just did a show the other day, but um, what else? What else is there to talk about? You know what? Let's uh, let's talk about uh, some of the comments. First off, people, <laughs> when when you think that Josh and I were arguing, the best part is we had something where. They, they thought we were arguing and that podcast Dave edited it out. That is not true. I'm just telling you, okay? If you want to think it, that's fine. What we did is after we were done talking, I went, oh, shit, Josh, do you want to talk about the eye poke? And you want to talk about maybe what could have been done differently and stuff yeah. like that? And we took, ah, fuck it. No, let's not forget it. Maybe, maybe we'll do it on the next show. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. That was what we did. Yeah. But if you thought we were arguing, we can argue for you right now if you want. We'll fix something. <laughs> yeah, no, it really just came down to like we had already we'd already said goodbye on the show. We had cut the show, getting ready for the interview with Corey. And uh, we were just kind of rambling on and it was on. It was only like 10, 10, 15 seconds and Dave cut it out just to make sure. Because we were just us shooting the shit, rambling about something. And there was no reason for it to be in there. It was literally like 10 seconds, 10, 15 seconds of a clip. Podcast Dave is over here shaking his head like, man, I can't believe we're even talking about this right now. <laughs> because you put it in there, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> People think I blocked their comments as well, and I don't. And uh, YouTube actually filters comments, and then some. I have to go in and approve them. So sometimes I go in and I just select all and approve. And sometimes I don't because, like, you know, if you're saying some stupid shit in there, I'm, I don't want to sit and take my time to approve comments. So, yeah. People think I'm blocking their comments and then now they think I'm like cutting out good content. It's like, nah. seriously, if anything, man, I'll, I'm going to put you guys, I'm going to leave you guys things you guys see in there just we, to well, we like, let we you li- better I, yourself. Well, we like to actually go through the t- comment section a yeah. little bit and, and have these little, this talk and uh, these conversations. Um, let's see. With, the, with crazy people? Yes, with crazy people. Yeah. There's also a lot of nice things. Well, the best. The, be- the best one was, you know, because I don't read the comments. I, okay, I'm sorry, but my wife does. <laughs> yes. You know? and, and so, and my wife, you know, she, my wife goes, she goes, I don't understand. There was a, you know, a hello, Mrs. McCarthy or something like that, right? And I go, what are you talking about? She goes, on the comments. I said, oh, that must be because I said, oh, I don't read the comments, but my wife does. Yeah. <laughs> I said, so someone's saying hi. She goes, oh. Okay. <laughs> somebody needs to uh somebody needs to tell your wife that she lives on the East Coast and she's texting me at fucking six in the morning, five thirty in the morning. Oh, hey, what's going on with it? I was like, I rolled over. I was like, it was like five something in the morning. I'm like, you should she be up, texting man. me. I normally am, but I'm just, <laughs> that was the next. It was the next day, and I was like, oh. Well, see, I think that's the other thing that people don't realize is, you know, sometimes when we do our shows, we do them right after Saturday night in the, the U.S. so we can bring it out to you on sunday so for somewhere between 12 30 and 1 30 and then we start a show so i'm up until like 3 30 in the morning yeah but sometimes based upon other things we're gonna do it early the next morning and so it might be seven o'clock in the morning for me but it's four o'clock in the morning and people are going why are you yawning josh and it's, like, <laughs> it's, like- it's four o'clock in the morning where he's at man that's why 
Yeah, we sometimes will get here early in the morning if we don't film the night of the fights and we'll get here early in the morning. So it's like 430 in the morning. I was like, oh, Josh, she's like, you look like you're bored. No, I'm fucking tired. It's four in the morning. We're filming right now. <laughs> um, let's let's do a little breakdown real quick. Um, you know, so those of you guys that are going to end up watching later on, we had Frankie Edgar on. But let's do a breakdown real quick. Um, he's a guest. He'll be on. But let's do a breakdown real quick of we have Bader and Nemkov as well. This weekend on Friday, you and I leave tomorrow. Uh, I think you leave tomorrow as well, huh? So I do. Let's uh, let's talk that fight real quick. All right, you know, for me, this fight, this is the this is the toughest fight that Bader has Bader has had since he's been in Bellator, and I know he went through the uh, heavyweight Grand Prix and all that stuff, and he won that, and it's all great, and he's faced you know some really good fighters, and he you know his first fight when he uh, signed with Bellator was against Phil Davis, you know, who is a, just a phenomenal fighter in my opinion and, and still a great fighter. But Nemkov is a different breed as far as he's good everywhere, Josh. And it's, he's got very good standup. He's got a really heavy right hand. When he hits guys with the right hand, you can see the impact that it has and that they start to do things different to try to make that not happen again. He's got really fast kicks. His wrestling is really outstanding. You know, to understand wrestling and MMA is not always, you know, inter you know, if you're a good wrestler, it doesn't mean you're going to be a great MMA fighter. Yeah. But guys from Russia just wrestle with a different technique than a lot of guys from other parts of the world, especially in the States. And his wrestling, his ability to transition from the stand-up and use his stand-up to get into wrestling, you know, he was taking Phil Davis down, all right? Phil Davis was a national champion, and, and if he's in the top position, and he is a bitch on the ground, and I've, I've done fights with him where he has a heavy ground and pound. He pounds you. Now, Bader, I think Bader is fighting better than by far any point in his career. Uh, he's made some changes in the way he approaches the game. He's made changes in uh, how he goes about doing certain things. His stand-up is a little bit different. Uh, the way he comes at you and the angles that he tries to hit you from are different than what you saw when he was in the past in the UFC. His wrestling, as far as especially his ground and pound, what he does on the ground is completely different than what he was doing when he was in the UFC, and it's so effective now. You watch how he takes the arm away when a guy tries to, you know, when he takes him down, he's controlling the far side arm so they can't post it to get up. He's taking and he's controlling the legs, not only with a leg lace, he'll take and he'll put the leg up, he'll, he'll brace his leg up and put their leg on top of it so they can't swing their bottom leg through to come into a stand-up position. And then when he decides to lay shots on you, man, he does not hit with little shots. He hits with big ones. So... This is going to be a great fight. You know, we, we had we had a uh, production meeting today and we were talking about it and w one of the one of the guys said, you know, I see it just being a fast fight either way. Either Nemkov's going to get rid of Bader fast or Bader's going to get rid of Nemkov fast. And I'm like, no fucking no, way. No. They're both too good. It's just not going to happen. It's going to be a longer fight, but you know, either guy can win and that's what makes it a great fight. 
I'm going to tell you what the secret is to Brian, uh, Brian Bader. Brian, Brian, Brian Raider. Yeah. To his success. <laughs> I think his success in Bellator has come. The fact that he was with Aaron Simpson and CB Dalloway and the, and himself, and they were trying to run a 40,000 square foot gym in Arizona while he was yep. trying to be a fighter. And it, right. I hate to I own gyms and you've owned a gym and you understand you can't do it, man. You just oh. can't. And that was, okay. and I don't want to make excuses, but I blame a lot of the way of like some of my, and even though I felt like I had good performances, but I opened my gym two and a half weeks before I fought Benson Henderson. I did my whole camp trying to organize and open the gym because I was trying to open it before New Year's because for tax reasons and all this other stuff. It was, I'm, I'm just telling it was it yeah. was such a pain in the ass. And then trying to find someone to cover classes and run the gym while you're gone. And I was gone for, you know, 10 days leading up to the fight because they want to get you out there early for press stuff. There was a lot of stuff going on. And Ryan Bader was trying to do that while trying to fight in the UFC. I think now that he's gotten rid of that gym and then came over to Bellator, it's it, you, he simplified his life and you, it shows it shows in his performances. It shows that he's the things that he is doing is more beneficial. Now, we could say like he's learned how to basically he's come into his own because there's less things for him to be stressed about and worried about. His focus is fighting. It makes it easier to learn when you're you're not trying to teach classes and trying to schedule time to hit mitts with your coach and then go run and then obviously still be a dad and a father and or not a, father, but a, a, a husband. You know what I mean? Like those are all things that are on the plate. He's got to try to do that. I think that's all become simplified now when you don't own your own business while you're trying to be a top athlete. So I think that's a lot of why he's become so much more successful as of lately. He's got his hands full this weekend. I still think he gets it done. I think he gets it done. Um, not easily. That's for sure. I can see this fight going into the, the fourth round, maybe into the fifth. It really comes down to the fact is, Ryan Bader's been fighting at heavyweight and him getting back down to 205, how much will that affect him? Because I think my personal opinion is that he shouldn't have came back down to 205. I think he should have stayed at heavyweight because the one thing that he's got that all those other heavyweights don't have is wrestling outside of uh, Minikoff. Minikoff. Minikoff has great wrestling. He's got, he's big. He, what is he like? Six, four, six, five. He's a huge guy. Yep. He's got, he's got good kickboxing and everyone wants to go back. If you want to look at his one loss, which was to check Congo, is was it it was to check right yeah yes it was one loss to check congo he fucked yeah, he has he, one win against him and then he lost the second one. yeah but he's got he had a staff infection that week yeah, and he was, he on, was he sick was, he was on he was sick and was on antibiotics and you could just tell because the guy never gets tired in that fight though he just had no wind he couldn't go yep. and uh we you know and we knew but he also we all of us knew just it just wasn't his night he couldn't and it was a close fight still it was a close fight so, um, you know, and you've got uh, the other guy, Moldovsky. He's also, he's heavyweight, correct? Yep. Yeah, so you got him there. He's fighting uh, Roy Nelson this weekend. So you've yeah, got Roy's guys got in there. He's got his hands full. But you got guys in there. Moldovsky can wrestle. Minikov can wrestle. Those and guys. Moldovsky's fast. He is fast. He's a short, he's a small, he's about the same size as Bader. Like a little bit smaller, I think, but like physically, I mean, not physically, but the body style Shorter. looks similar. Yeah. The body style looks similar. The yep. two of them together, I think, would be a great fight. That fight interests me a lot. The Minikoff one, he's going to have a hard time with just because of the size and the wrestling ability. But I don't think he should have gone. I don't think he should go back down to 205. But now that he's down here, he's going to have to fight one or two fights because the last thing you want to do at heavyweight is keep jumping back and forth, 240, 245, 238, whatever he is, down to 205. Keep doing that. It's going to wreck his body and shorten his career. 
This fight's fun, though. This fight is going to be a fun fight. Now with the addition of Corey Anderson, mixed in with Phil Davis, and then Machida, there's those fights that that make sense now. That 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 division starting to kind of uh, excite me again. It's like I was talking about the UFC with Anthony Johnson coming in and then John Jones leaving. It brings a little excitement, like flair to it. Oh shit, we have a new title that's basically on the line, and we've got AJ coming back with knockout power. You've got all these little tidbits that are working out, and I think the, the addition of Corey Anderson makes it fun again. He comes in, Bader's there. And now you've got Machida and Phil Davis. And like I can I'm already play a matchmaker in my head on how I want it to all work out because you got to think Machida's already got a win over Ryan Bader. If Machida wins, then he fights probably Ryan Bader. If Ryan Bader wins against uh Nemkov, you know, but if Phil Davis wins, then you have and you have him fight Corey Anderson next. If Corey wins, then that makes sense as well. Cause you don't want to see Bader and Phil fight it for a third time. You know, the first two fights were a little rough. It was, you know, so, (laughs) but you understand what I'm saying. Like there's, there's excitement now. There's a little bit of a tweak here and there. And the other thing as well is uh, Musasi has mentioned, and he's also fought at 205 before, but he's mentioned like, Hey, in a three fights, Lima, that there's a chance he may go up to 205 as well. The challenge for the title there, that brings more excitement to me. So there's a lot of good things I think happening um, in that weight class and Bader being able to go up and down in both. I would like to see him stay potentially at heavyweight if he does lose the title. I think he'll have great success at the heavyweight division. I I always looked at it the same way. I thought, you know what, just stay at heavyweight. But yeah. the one thing I will say about Ryan is he did not do the giant yo-yo yeah. as far as his weight going way up. He normally walked around at about 230 pounds. Hmm. You know, he was coming in at 227, 232. He was right there. So he didn't do this giant, you know, gain of weight that was just excess. He basically just maintained what he was. He just didn't have to go through that weight cut to get down to the 205. So the weight cut is going to have a, you know, when you don't have to do that for a while, and it's been over a year you know, since he's had to do a weight cut, problem almost two. You know, that weight cut is, it might have more of an effect. I always look at Nemkov as a guy that's a very fast twitch, muscle fiber fighter, and he ends up at times starting to tail off. He gets mm. tired. And Bader was that guy that always could push, and he had that good gas tank for a bigger guy. But since he's going to be doing a, a weight cut now, is that going to have an effect on his cardio? Is his endurance going to be a little bit lower based upon he had to go through that weight cut and get himself down before fighting? Yeah, yeah, that makes for it, it really makes for a good exchange on what's going to happen on Friday night. And um, I'm excited. Is there any other fights on that card you're excited for? Yeah, I really am, man. <laughs> you know, it, I just don't get it. We have a preliminary fight with, Yaroslav Amazov, yes. who I think is just a phenomenal fighter. 23-0. and 23-0 right now. You know, the only guy that's got a better record in MMA is is this guy. I don't know what. Somewhere from Dagestan. <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> He's good. Gurmaga Medoff or something yeah. like that. He's pretty good. 28-0. But, you know, Amazov, he's the real deal. You know. In a fight, it was a main event fight for Bellator. He took Ed Ruth down with some beautiful takedowns. Yeah. You know, and you're talking about a three-time NC2A 
champion in Ed Ruth. This guy can do it all. He's got stand up. He's got a great grappling game. His wrestling's good. His submissions are good. He's the full package. He's going against a guy who is new to Bellator as far as he's only had one fight, and that was pretty recent, Mark Leminger. And he had a beautiful fight against Jake Smith, just dominated the fight. He's got very good wrestling. He's got heavy hands. It's going to be a great fight. I got a 23-0 and fighter against a, I think he's 12-1 and now fighter, and it's a preliminary fight that's killing me. Yeah. Yeah, but Leminger, but Leminger also come he's already in shape. He didn't really take a whole lot of damage in his fight 3 weeks ago when he fought uh on that card. He 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 got he got rocked right off the bat in a big exchange, but then he worked his way through it. I was very yep. impressed with that. He showed his grit through that and he was able to mount his offense and he just started systematically just picking his opponent apart and was able to just get the dominant position, just started landing some good shots. I mean, realistically, like the fight could heavy be, shots. Yeah, heavy, heavy, heavy shots. Heavy shots. And so he's gonna have a hard time doing that um to Amazon. But it's gonna be it, I, I like watching Amazon fight, and I am shocked that they that he is the main event on the prelims. I mean, it it does shock me to be honest. But uh there's another fight I'm on there is Sydney Outlaw and Adam Piccolotti. That's I mean, a good one. You've got Sydney Outlaw who's a powerhouse, somebody who's got good wrestling. Adam Piccolotti is someone who scrambles really well. He's got great jujitsu. Both great. black belts in jujitsu. One from Henzo Gracie. Yeah, and so, Outlaw, so and and Adam was was with uh, Raul Castillo here in Half Moon yep. Bay. And, uh, I t- trained him and trained with him for years. Absolutely a phenomenal person and an athlete as well. So Adam, I think, has the advantage because he got a little bit better. I think on the feet, but he's. And I think he's also a better jujitsu guy. But I think he lacks in the. He still has wrestling, but it's not. I don't think it's Outlaw's level of wrestling. I think Sydney's a little bit better wrestler. The t- I want to see how this all plays out because Adam is somebody that he scrambles and can scramble. He puts himself in weird positions when you think you've got him and you don't. And that's the one thing I think with Sydney Outlaw. He likes to control the position, hold you there, and try and do damage from that one position. He in the exchanges like it, 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 there was a fight I was just watching of him fighting. Uh, against Roger Huerta and Roger was able to get up on him and if he if Roger was able to get up on him Adam Piccolotti's gonna be able to get up on him or at least Adam's gonna be able to cause a scramble to get to the top position so that kind of makes it interesting because in those transitions Adam is really good at catching the submission so yeah. that fight to me like I, I we were talking about in the production meeting today I was like man I feel like it's gonna be two little ferrets fucking just going at it on the ground just intertwined with each other it's gonna be a fun fight to watch and that's another prelim fight and there, we can go on. There's a couple other good fights that are on the card as well yeah. on the prelims. But, but yeah, Roy Nelson fighting Moldovsky. That's another good fight. Um, that's a tough fight for Roy, man, because Moldovsky's fast. You know, Roy, Roy is tough as hell, man, durable. He's got that huge right hand that he can put anybody yeah. out with at any time. But, man, when you got that guy that it's hard to touch him, and Moldovsky's going to be hard for Roy to touch, Roy needs to utilize some of that grappling experience he has to kind of slow Moldovsky down. Yeah, you got to think, though, in terms of he needs to get this win, though, too, because he, oh, yeah. He, yeah, he's lost a couple in a row now. It's not... Yeah, he three or four. Yeah, I want to say three. Is it three? Yeah, I mean, so I, I think it's three in a row. Uh, if he loses this one, I mean, like, you got to be thinking, if, is he going to be around? That's the only thing. Like, you start yeah. thinking those type of things. Same thing with, uh, what, Matt Mitrione just lost another one. You know, is he gonna still is he gonna still be around? There's a lot of guys that are kind of, you know, I think on the cusp of okay, look, we've we've given it a run, it's not there anymore, maybe, and see what happens. We'll see, we'll see. But yeah. they, uh, if you guys get a chance this Friday night, Bellator, the the card's gonna be great. 
check out the prelims as well. The prelims are going to be phenomenal. So uh, there's that young kid from Machida's camp, um, Weber Almeida. Weber, Weber Almeida. Just oh, scrappy. Yeah. It's got that same style of stand up and just explosive and just keeps going. And uh, it throws everything with power with bad intentions. So that's yep. a, that should be another exciting fight. Uh, he's fighting uh, one of our guys from AKA, Salim. I would like to yeah. say I'd like to say Salim's last name, but I don't want to Yeah, I don't want to murder it. So come on, it's Mukadina. <laughs> so, he's good. So he is good. He is really good. So really good stand-up game, and his ground game has really come a long ways. Yeah, it's, his grappling's got a lot dude. better. He's well rounded. He, didn't he start off with Swick? Uh yeah. So he was over in uh in Thailand with Mike Swick, and then he came over and started train with us and decided to stay. And then he got really close with a lot of the, the Dagestani Russians that came over, you know, with Khabib and Islam and all those guys. And so they called started communicating like this is where they were gonna be. And that's how it all happened, man. Salim's got a lot better on the ground because before when he came, he was just all stand-up. I want to see yep. how he handles Almeida's uh, stand-up, how he handles that type of stand-up, though. It's one thing to fight another kickboxer that's just straight-up Muay Thai or straight kickboxer, but to fight someone that has that karate style, it's different. It's gonna have to, you're going to have to figure out ways to handle that, and I'm interested to see how he does it. Yeah. Should be a good Weber fight. Does, Weber looks like a miniature uh, Machida because yeah. he fights from the same karate stance, does the same types of moves and stuff, so it is, it's going to be a good fight. It'll be fun, but I... He's cusp of being special yeah he's that good yeah you know he he i actually thought he won his last fight yeah he did he did he didn't win it in a on a decision in my mind he definitely won the fight but you know that, that, that's that goes to me that goes down in one of the worst decisions i've seen really yeah i mean don't get me wrong there's some that like everyone's like shaking their but this was one of those undercard fights that doesn't get as much they didn't get as much uh, notoriety Hoopla, because, yeah. yeah, because it was like, oh, okay, it happened. But had that been on a main card, like on, you know, on the actual televised portion, everyone would have been fucking up in arms. Like, what fucking fight were you watching? I mean, to me, it was one of the, and I'm not, and that's not being, I'm not being biased. I mean, you just said you thought he won also, but I thought it was probably one of the more like, ooh, that was just a bad, bad decision. You know, when you and I talked about uh, who was the one, uh, but uh, Taiwan Claxton, when he just lost, I went back and watched it. And I was like, man, I can, I can see it now. You know, I, okay. I still thought Taiwan won, but I could see like, okay, I can see how you guys gave it to him. But I went back and watched uh, Salim fight. And I was like, I, yeah. I actually think no it was way. actually even worse. <laughs> I was like, this is, <laughs> this is horrible. So well, I was um, commentating on that one. And I was like, man, I, I don't see it that way. Yeah. yeah. I'm not the judge. All right, guys. Well, hey, thank Happy. you guys for tuning in. Hit the YouTube section, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button. Please share our platforms on the audio as well. Please hit the subscribe buttons there as well. We're trying to get our audio numbers up. You guys are doing a wonderful job. Hit prowrestlingtees.com slash weighing in. That will take you to our t-shirt. Select t-shirt you guys liked. Also, John and I are doing a competition. The competition is if you buy red, that favors me, correct? No, man, you're already trying to cheat. What the hell is that? <laughs> that favors me. <laughs> Working against myself here. Oh, Damn. we're trying. So we have red and blue corners. John is in the red section. I'm in the blue. If you pick blue, guess what? That supports me. I think the blue glove behind you threw me off. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> that's what it uh -huh. was. But uh, yeah, so and uh, basically we're going to pick a name out of that. Uh, whoever wins the contest, if John sells more shirts, then we'll pick a name out of one of his uh, people that bought his because we get your guys' emails when you guys um pick up a t-shirt so we will email you directly and we will figure out what your address is and we'll send you off a signed shirt we appreciate you guys so much also we had frankie Edgar on as i mentioned earlier and uh 
We're going to shift that over to him and do the interview with him. Hope you guys enjoy. He's fighting this weekend uh, against Pedro Munoz. So you guys make sure you guys check that out. And uh, I wish my boy a lot of luck because he's one of my closest friends in the sport. And hope you guys enjoyed the interview. John? He is going to need luck. He's got a tough opponent, but he's always got this thing going for him. It's the answer. <laughs> I got to love it. Love that. I love that nickname. It's one of the best. Frankie uh, the Answer Edgar. Good luck, Frankie. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoy the interview. Well, right now on Weighing In, we are lucky enough to have one of the greatest MMA fighters that has ever stepped in a cage, a guy that has been pure class the entire time. He has been the lightweight champion in the UFC. He has been a solid featherweight contender. This is a guy that everyone knows, and he always has the answer. Our man, Frankie Edgar. What's up, brother? What's up, guys? How, how are you guys doing? We're doing good, man. Trugging away, trying to blow this podcast up, man. Hey, I saw that you, you and uh, somebody started one for yourself as well. Yeah, me and Roger Matthews. Uh, he's from uh, the Jersey Shore fame. He's actually Jay Wow's ex husband at this point. But uh, that is yeah. not a good thing to be known as. You are Jay Wow's ex husband. <laughs> yeah, you know, same fame, you know. So, uh, oh. you know, he, he made his uh, he, he made his merits on the Jersey Shore boardwalk. So, and what's the name of it? Uh, champ and a tramp. Champ and the tramp. I love champ it. Champ and a tramp. I like the, I I like love the name. It, dude. I love it. And then are you guys are on YouTube and then what other platforms? Yeah, YouTube. Pretty much, you know, Apple, Spotify, everywhere you can get podcasts. Uh, nice. You know, yeah, we kind of just talk shit, man. Uh, we don't cover fights that much. You know, we, we definitely do cover it. He's not the smartest guy in the world. So, you know, we, <laughs> we, have, we have fun with it. <laughs> I, I, can see, I can see the way you're talking right now that it, it's a fun show. <laughs> it's a fun show. <laughs> Keep it light. We touch a lot of topics, but uh, we good. have fun. Frankie, I try to say the same thing about my partner all the time. Not the brightest <laughs> fucking bulb in the box, but you know, we have fun. <laughs> I have I have a reason though for not being bright. CTE, bro. But John, he's oh, just okay. old. old just like brain cells old. just don't work see? anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, hey, let's let's uh, let's dive right into this. But I don't want to keep you too long because I know you got it's fight week for you, and uh, I I always appreciate. I know you always you always uh, prioritize putting us on this, and uh, I appreciate you for that, man. I do. Um, 135, how was camp? How was the weight cut? I mean, I know you're not quite there yet, but how is, how was it getting your weight down or was it always kind of in that area, you know, uh, for this you know, camp? When I, you know, when I decided to go 35, I kind of changed my mindset a little bit, made sure I didn't really get over 160. And then as I got closer to the fight, 155 and then UFCPI, Clint from UFCPI has been really helping me out. And, uh, honestly, it's, it's much easier than I, than I thought it was going to be as yeah. of right now. I know I haven't got down to the. The nitty gritty quite yet. Those last few pounds could always be uh, be tro troublesome at times. But um, so far, I feel great. My energy levels are amazing. My cardio has been through the roof, believe it or not. Uh, you know, I, I attest that to, uh, you know, just putting good stuff in my body. You know, when I was 55, especially, and, and even 45, I could eat pizza on the weekends and, you know, maybe have a, have a beer here or there. Uh, this, I was forced to put nothing but clean food in me, and I, and I really do feel a difference. Dude, 155 is sounding really good right now, if you're asking me. Pizza and beer? Come on, <laughs> <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, 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 outside of the eating clean and stuff like that, how has your training regimen changed? I mean, because when you're starting to get weight down, the, the energy level is not always there. So what, what kind of changes have you made throughout for your camp to, to make sure your energy level stayed up or for you to get through your fight camp? It really have been, you know, my weight came down pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, Mark, you know, my, my, my coach, Mark Henry was kind of surprised that my energy levels might've been even better this, this camp. Uh, you know, I just had to do a little extra every day, uh, to make sure I burn enough calories every day and, 
and get the fat off and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, it, it's been great. You know, again, I, I don't want to, you know, put the cart in front of the horse. I still got to get down to that, that 36-pound mark. And, um, you know, I haven't been down to 35 since I was a senior in high school, which was 20 years ago. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I know it's going to be tough towards the end. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You were always known as a guy that you know, people would talk about you were crazy in the gym. You were training constantly. What are you doing differently now that you are older and you, you've had some mileage on the body and you don't want to get those injuries in the training? What are you doing differently? You know, I think, I think you just over time with experience and knowing what works and what doesn't. I guess I, I cut the fat, uh, you know, stable quality stuff. Um, I used to spar three times a week. I brought that down to two times a week. That's definitely helped me out a lot. And, uh, you know, just if I need a day to go light, I'll, I'll go light. You know, I used to try to go hard every day, and uh, you just can't do that, especially when you're putting two practices in a day. You got to pull back every now and then to let your body recover. Yeah, I went out to train with you a couple times, and uh, I wasn't in the best of shape when I got there. And it was, <laughs> no, it's, it was hell. Frankie takes me to go run hill sprints. I'm like, I got this, man. I got this. This fucking guy can run. And normally it's me running. I was like, man, throwing up mid stride. <laughs> yeah, but he talking junk, but he was pushing me, man. I tell you what, he, he was definitely, and I think he was probably having a couple of drinks the night before. So. I was, I was. Oh, not Josh. No, no not me, never, not no. me. But it was, uh, yeah, it was one of those things. I was like, man, I can't let this guy beat me right now. Even though he was getting ready for a fight, I was like, yeah. But we had a great time. Um, like John was saying, I know that the training changes. Are you do? Are you doing like a full day off in the middle of the week? Because like for me, when I as I got older, I took Wednesdays off, just kind of like an active recovery, maybe like a little bit of stretching, maybe kind of rode the bike at an easy pace, whatever it was on a Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, hard again. Saturday morning, hard, and then the rest of Saturday, Sunday off. I, I kind of changed my regimen as I went throughout there. You were crazy when I went to go train with you there. You had your regimen going. We'd run in the morning and then you would spar, work out right after that a little bit. Then like we'd do something later in the day. Then you would go do like a TRX training session or or strength conditioning. And then like you'd come back later in the evening. I'm like, damn, dude, like this is a lot. This is a lot. I want to know, have you changed it a little bit since then? You know, I, I, well, on the days I do strength conditioning, I added, uh, I changed my strength conditioning guy. He's more scientific, more, uh, you know, using... Um, little bit more knowledge and, and, and more of a strategic approach you know, not just kind of just going in there and and pushing to the limit you know yeah. and that, that definitely helped me and helped me stay injury free uh you know you, you got to try you know there's always ways to get better you got to try to nitpick and find find the best way that works for you let's talk about your opponent in your upcoming fight you know you're moving to the 135 pound bantamweight division but because of what you bring and the name that you bring you don't get that gift of maybe getting the easier fight just to get you acclimated you're going right in and pedro munoz is a stud this guy has never been stopped in a fight never been submitted never the only the only way he's ever lost a fight is by decision and two of those were by split so this guy's got it all and he's got power he knocked cody garbrandt out what are you what have you done and what are you seeing out of pedro that you look and say here's where i think you know He's strong, and this is where I think I can take advantage. Don't tell him your game plan, man. Screw well, that guy. Don't tell him on, your baby. game plan. Come Screw on, that Pedro guy. Pedro doesn't listen. Pedro doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm pretty. I, I keep it well rounded myself. I feel like I'm a well rounded fighter. Uh, you know, I, I really don't have any weak areas. Um, I know he has very powerful. You know, he throws, you know, bolos on his feet. He's got a great chin. Um, and uh, and he, and he's very savvy on the ground, especially on top with his guillotines and, and chokes. 
So, you know, those are things I have to definitely be careful for. But, you know, I'm, I go there, I think I can mix it up anywhere. You know, I could I could wrestle with this guy. I could, I could you know, roll on the ground with him and I could strike with him. Uh, you know, I'm not a guy that's going to sit there and try to knock anybody out, really. I've never been that kind of guy. So, you know, I, I may hit him with a shot and I'm not going to go and go for Gusto and try to pull him away and, you know, possibly hit one of his big shots. Yeah. So let's, all things considered, we plan on you having the win, you know, coming up. What what do you see after that? Have you talked to the UFC about like, hey, look, you know, I am getting a little bit older. I want to kind of be fast tracked. Give me. Give you don't have to listen to that crap. Yeah, <laughs> Frank, you don't have to listen just because he's old. Hey. You don't have to worry about it. You still got a lot left in the tank. Yeah. We know. So don't worry about that. Well, what you don't know is Frank and I talked, and we talked about you know this is it's another run for you. This is your plan is have a good run at this at the one thirty five pound title. Um, have you talked to them about potentially like, hey, is it this fight and then maybe one more and then a title shot? Or is it like, if I look good and dominant here, I'm getting right into that number one position. Has there been any talk about like that? You know, not really, man. I just want to go in there. Um, you know, I, I need, I know I need a win. You know, win has a way of taking care of everything. Yeah. You know, so. Oh God, who says that all the time? Oh, it's Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I told you every once in a while we talk. <laughs> no. <laughs> So as long as I go take care of my take care of my job and then uh, you know I'm willing to mix it up, man. I I feel like I have I have a little bit left in the tank and uh, you know I'm willing to go in there and and, uh, and work my way to what I have to do. But you know, being that you know the name recognition I have, what I've done in my career, I know I'm always knocking the door at a title shot. So you know, sometimes if that opportunity comes up, I'm definitely game. What well, you you go saw ahead. in the last fight, Peter Yan beat Jose Aldo to win that bantamweight title, and Jose's a guy that you had several fights with. What do you see in Peter Yan as a fighter? He's tough, man. He's got some very, very good boxing, crisp boxing, great takedown defense. He's got a great engine. You know, he's he's top notch. Really can't say anything bad about him. So, uh, you know, he, he's uh, he's gonna have some some good fights too. It, it, uh, for him, uh, you know, I don't know who he's gonna fight next. I don't think they they said who his first uh, his first defense is gonna be. So, um, I know Aljamain's up there, and, you know, a couple other guys. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. What what differences have you noticed though throughout your camp, getting your weight down? What differences have you noticed in your performances in the gyms? You know, I I, I honestly, honestly, it's kind of crazy to say. You know, you think my energy levels wouldn't be there, but I feel like they're better. You know, and uh, and again, I test that to just putting good stuff in my body, um, and it just comes with experience too. And uh, I don't know if it's for having less less weight on me, and that's why I feel a little bit better. Uh, you know, a lot of times when I was at fifty five, I was trying to bulk bulk weight on because I was you know pretty much walking around at that weight, yeah. and even at forty five, uh, you know, as the years went on, guys got bigger and bigger, so I was always trying to put extra weight on, and and maybe that slowed me down sometimes in the gym. Whereas this camp, I, I was able to you know get nice and lean. Um, I'm probably the most ripped I've ever been in my life, you know, at, at thirty eight years old. So uh, <laughs> you know, I, I guess that that's the plus. So Mama's happy. Yes. <laughs> okay, there we go. That's all she's, that matters. She's like, hey baby, come over matters. here. Hey baby, come over here. <laughs> Damn, you look oh, good. That's great, man. Um pictures I can right now. You know that. <laughs> you know, one of the one of the things that we always talk about though is speed kills in fighting. And as a 155 pounder, you were so fast compared to a lot of guys. Your speed killed guys. And then 145, you know, there was other guys that were fast too. You were still fast. Do you think that your speed has maintained now dropping down into that bantamweight? I mean, I do, especially with Pedro. I don't know if he's the quickest guy out there. Uh, you know, he obviously throws very heavy hands. But, um, you know, in the gym, I feel fast. I'm, I almost I don't know if I'm faster because I'm a little bit lighter. Uh, I definitely feel faster on my feet. Um, hands, I don't know if hands get faster as you get lighter. But, uh, 
you know, we're going to see on Saturday. So, uh, you know, this is going to be, uh, you know, the fight's going to tell us a lot. So yes, you've ne- have you ever fought in front of no crowd? Uh, no, I mean, I fought, you know, maybe in the street in front of a couple of buddies. Like that. <laughs> but, uh, That's a crowd right there. Uh, I mean, what- know, to me, it, it, it'll be like the gym. It'll be like fighting in the gym. You know, um, at Nicotones, we have a cage, we have coaches, coaching me and coaches coaching the other guy and uh, that's what i assume it's going to be like well i guess the next question would be is like so are you like a gym hero like someone who does really well in the gym then because that's that's the way it feels do you feel like your performances in their gym usually lead into what your performances will be at the night of the fight i feel like i'm a competitive dude and uh, yeah. whether there's a crowd or not i want to compete i want to win you know even if i'm going against my my training partner or not you know i i know that i you know i want to impress my coaches my coaches are there i want to impress them so I know they're going to be in the corner, and I'm still going to want to impress them. Well, you guys should know I trained with you for a couple of your fight camps, and let me just tell you, you're fucking savage in the gym. So I'm not too worried about you fighting in front of no crowds. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for this fight, but there was another thing I want to talk to you about is that Corey, uh, Corey Anderson had just signed with Bellator, said some really good things about you, Eddie Alvarez, and a lot of guys out of your guys' camp there. Um, seems like a great guy. I'm looking forward to calling his fights. Can you tell me uh, a little bit about him? Like, that somebody may not know. Give me some insight on him as, as a person, an individual, and somebody that, that you know, Bellator is looking to pump. Corey is a phenomenal grab. Um, you know, just a, a, such a solid person. Uh, he's a, he's a, a, a te- such a great teammate and one of the hardest workers I've ever come across. And, you know, we've been around a lot of guys. Yeah. And uh, he works tirelessly. You know, someone's watching, nobody's watching. Um, you know, he when he first came in, you know, uh, we seen his uh, for the, in the ultimate show, ultimate fighter show. We seen the potential he had, and he's honestly even overreached that potential. Uh, this kid has a never say die attitude. Uh, I, I have a story about him. I, I've I've told a couple times. I'll share with you. Uh, I was coming home from wrestling tournament with both my boys this is way back uh, a couple few years back, and uh, we we're at my father in law's house. Corey was living there at the time, and you know we we're at like a, a family dinner and. Corey sees my kids. Hey, boys, how'd you make out in your wrestling? My one kid's like, oh, I took the second. My other kid didn't win a match. He's like, how about you? Did you go one and one, two and two? I was like, we, we, we didn't win a match, Core. He's like, it's all right, man. He's like, I started wrestling your age. I didn't, I didn't win a match until I was in 10th grade. My son was in third grade at the time. And I'm like, wait a minute. I said, wait, Corey, you didn't win a match from, from 10 years old to 15? He said, no. Uh, and that just showed me what type of resiliency and persistence this guy has. So, uh you know, him being where he's at does not surprise me at all. Wow. Holy Christ, he's a way better man than me. I lost every, I, I won my first wrestling match ever and then lost every match for the rest of the year. That's <laughs> horrible. I can see that about John, though. I can see oh, that. Oh, dude. <laughs> horrible. Um, so look, we've got Ryan Bader, we've got uh, Nemkov, and we've got Machida, we've got Phil Davis in their weight class there. I mean, stylistically, I mean, like without saying that he'd smash all of them because you're a little biased, I get it. But talk to us about how you think he matches up well with those guys. Yeah, I think he matches up great, you know, uh, with all those guys. He has a phenomenal wrestling. His output is second to none. I promise you he probably has the highest output of anybody in, in that division. Um, he does not get tired, this kid. And, uh, you know, he just keeps getting better, too. And I know his last fight was was a loss. Got hit, you know, got hit with a big shot, uh, you know, uh, against a guy that he pretty much dominated in the, in the first fight, you know. And that that stuff could happen, especially with the big boys. So, um, you know, don't don't take that for granted because he's uh, he, he's the real deal, Corey. What do you think? You know, Corey at the age of thirty, he's still a young guy. 
Yeah. And the, the fact he was ranked fourth in the UFC and they let him go. Is that, did that yeah. seem odd to you? It does seem odd, you know, and, uh, you know, I know Ali has, uh, some good ties with everybody. So, uh, yeah, I think it worked what out. Josh talked about it, it, it worked out great for, for, uh, for, for Corey. So, you know, whatever, however it happened, it, it's a good thing for Corey and, and I'm happy for him. Cause he, he deserves all, all, all the, uh, you know, all, he deserves all the success, success that guy. Yeah, I uh, you brought up Ali, and I I like to tell the story uh, about the very first time I met him, and I think it was we were driving, you and I were driving to New York, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy annoying the shit out of me? <laughs> but honestly, because I've seen him so much lately, and he's he's I mean he's grown on me. I mean like you know you introduced me to him, and I was like, man, he must be a good guy somewhere in there from all the shit talking we had done in the car on the way back from New York. I was like, man, he must be if he's hanging out with Frankie. He must be a good guy. Give the guy a chance. And then we he grew on me, man. I've seen him a lot in the in AKA, you know, and uh trained with him a bunch of times. And can you talk to us about a little bit more about that relationship with him and how it's grown? Cause I, I mean, back then he was pretty you were pretty much the only one he was kind of working with and helping. And then now he's boom, got he's got what I would say probably right now the best um MMA management on the market. Yeah, I, I was pretty much Ollie's first guy. I mean, him and Hen me and Henzo were, were, were Ollie's first uh, first clients. And uh, Ollie, uh, the reason I I went with Ollie early on is because he was the most loyal, trustworthy person I, I, in this game. As far you know, I had three managers before that, and uh, that's not always the case, as you know. Yeah, yeah. And he he really cares about his guys. I mean, you see, he's in the media. He takes things personal. You, if some if a, a media person or a fighter comes at his guys. He takes it personal, you know, because he really does care about his guys. He wants the best for them. He fights tooth and nails for his guy. And, you know, he has the best stable right now in the game. So, uh, you know, all the success that he has is because of how much he cares and how hard he works for his guys. Did you uh, hit him up for, like, uh, a percentage of that company since you helped start it with him? I mean, just I'm just throwing it out there. Just not, only, not only helped set it up, he brought all the fighters to him in the beginning. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, I'm probably going to be uh, be part of this whole dominance MMA when it's all said and done. And, uh, you know, that's something uh, I could definitely uh, see, see myself in that position soon. I love Did you see that. yourself as a manager? You know, I, I think I could. Um, I think I have, uh, you know, a unique uh, position uh, compared to other managers because, you know, I could, you know, I fought, I, I know the game better than anybody uh, as far as being a fighter. And, um, you know, I have pretty good relationships with people. And, uh, you know, I, I like to, and I'm a very honest person too. I, I like Ali too. So uh, I really think I could help guys and, 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 you know, make them realize their dreams. So, yeah, that's something I'll definitely look forward to for the future. Is there any guys that you guys have on your roster, anyone that you have, you have in your gym, or someone that we should all be looking out for that's not signed by Bellator or UFC, but you're like, hey, man, this kid's got it. He just right now we're just trying to get him on track. You know, someone that maybe has a bright future. Yeah, absolutely. Two kids actually right now they're fighting on the K, uh, CFFC Kate Fury Fight Championships. Mm -hmm. uh, Santo Cortolo, the 25er, he's got five fights with five first round finishes wow. got a lot of power in his hands staten island boy very marketable and uh and paul capaldo uh you know jersey guy he's five and oh as well very athletic very marketable too got you know chiseled look like a greek statue so uh two guys that i think you'll see on the scene uh, you know in, in, in the very near future good deal man so how, last thing for me how much longer do you honestly think this is do you have it set in your mind this is my time period. This is what I'm looking at now as the rest of my career. John, leave have, him alone. Have you thought about leave him that? alone, have you John. Thought about it. 
know, I, Josh never thought about it, and that's no. why he's in the position that he's in now. I know that you're a guy that plans. <laughs> what a guy! What a, you know, you know, you you always have to think for, plan for the future, and um, but you know, you don't want to plan for the future too much because then you kind of lose the present, you know. And uh, I always gave myself three rules: as long as my body holds up, as long as I am enjoying what I'm doing, and as long as I'm competitive. If one of those three don't, you know, pan out, that's probably when I'll call it. Um, but you know, forty is always a a, a marker for me. I'm, I am thirty eight. I'll be thirty nine in October. So, you know, I know I know the the end is eminent. You know, I know that. But uh, you know, as long as if, if I can still string some years together, if I'm like I said, all those three things match up, we'll see what happens. Do you really like getting up and running still? Do you still like it? Because <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you know, so I don't know if I ever like that part of it. Yeah. But, uh, I do enjoy working out for a living. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's not that bad, you know. I mean, I was a plumber for 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 a while. I actually told my third fight in the UFC. I was a plumber, getting up really early, working in the elements. Plumbing and that, sucks. Worse than uh, and it stinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Literally, it could be a shit job, huh? <laughs> oh, exactly. I did it. Oh man. All right. Well, hey, man, I'm going to let you run. I know it's fight week. I want to see you get some rest. And uh, hey, man, I just appreciate you coming on. And, uh, you know, you've always kind of helped put me first. And I appreciate you, man. Always. I uh, always love, man. I'll never forget what you did for me. I mean, Josh opened his house for me early on in my career, about 13 years ago. And then I think about it. Um, so, uh, you know, it's always respect. And John, you too. I remember talking to you early in my career as well. You gave me some great advice. So, uh, pleasure's mine guys hey i'm excited man. man to see where your management company ends up going buddy you better <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited hey good brother. luck this week frankie we're looking we're looking forward to the fight man rooting for you go out there and do what you do brother guys thanks so much great talking to you. good luck brother bye so we want to thank you guys for watching that is it for us this week on weighing in thank you for being there as subscribers as supporters and we will see you guys soon later